Welcome to Solomon's Knot, finding truth and wisdom in an information age. Before I introduce today's host, I want to talk about a few announcements regarding Solomon's Knot and some of the exciting things that we have planned for this year's segment. I included last year's episode about the gospel. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please do so. You can find it on the podcast or you can check out a link for that in the show notes. Now, today's guest is Omar, a graduating student of NC State, as well as a devout Muslim who agreed to interview with me on the show. Not only was he gracious enough to share tea with me, but the conversation we had touched on a number of points that I think are of concern for this generation. We were talking about a growing cancel culture, issues between theist and atheist or secular worldviews, including the many heart-level issues that we experience on a personal basis. So without further delay, let's get started with the show. Uh, can you tell me your name and your major when you were attending? Yeah, my name is Omar Kadur, and my major was civil engineering. So why did you choose that major? Um, it runs in the family, so it's kind of family business. I also enjoyed the managerial side of it more than actual numbers. Um, plus, I was good in physics and math when I was in school, so that was a natural progression of things. By the way, this is really good tea. Okay, uh, so... Uh, you had shared with me previously in the interview that you were from Syria, but how long have you been living in the U.S. for? Seven years now. What would you say is different about maybe just your experience being in the United States, whether from a cultural or maybe an ideological or a religious context based on where you're from in Syria? Well, back in the Middle East, we are a collectivist society. Back there, the group comes before the individual. And that group might be the family, the neighborhood, uh, the political party, whatever it is, usually the family. Here, it's a little bit different. That's the main difference I can tell. Would you say you value your individualism regardless? No, not necessarily. I don't think either of the two perspectives are better than the other. This one, both of them has its advantages and disadvantages. I think there could be a healthy mix of both. At certain level, yes, but I, w- I wouldn't prefer either of them to the other uh, as an overall or absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, especially, uh, you'd mentioned that you were Muslim of the Muslim faith, and I believe one of the pillars is submission, correct? It's not one of the pillars because there is the five known pillars, but submission idea is as a human beings, we achieve our utmost dignity, human dignity, by admitting that uh, we are uh, weak creatures compared to the almighty God and creator. That admission uh, lead us to some certain feeling of equality and uh, I don't use equity because I'm not sure what equity means, but maybe more equality. That lead us to valuing what we have because we know it could be taken at any moment. We don't take anything for granted. And also lead us to believe that how, regardless how hard we are, we would work or we worship or regardless of how many good deeds that we think we are doing, at the end of the day, we are uh, still here and we still have what we have by the blessing and the mercy of God, not by our own deeds. That's really good. And, you know, that just hearing how you're how you're explaining that concept of obedience or submission, that doesn't seem to just be of the Islamic or Muslim faith. Correct. Like that is consistent with other monotheistic religions like Judeo-Christianity 
um, for instance, and there's a scripture, it's called the Shema, it's from Deuteronomy, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall worship the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then Jesus, he clarifies this when he's speaking to his disciples. He says, yes, but you shall also love the neighbor as you love yourself. And I believe in Islam, they have the, the worth of one man's life or the shedding of one man's life as if you shed all men's lives, right? Thanks, this surah. But, um, and so my question is, how does a Muslim or how would you particularly in your journey handle the message of the gospel uh, Jesus Christ becoming basically claiming divinity and Godhood how do you handle that or reconcile that so from what we've learned the main narrative you hear in the Quran the Holy Book which we believe is the literal and actual Word of God Judaism and Christianity are not something completely made up the way we view our the message that our messenger was sent with is as a correctional movement so there is some basics uh, believe that we share with the christians and the jews but the historical narrative of what happened that's where is some differences now as muslims we don't necessarily believe that there is any divine nature of jesus christ we believe that he was uh, born in a miracle his mom was a virgin and uh, born without a father and uh, but we don't believe that the man who was on the cross was jesus we believe that he was been spared that god ascended him to heaven and he shall return at some point and his return is going to mark the beginning of the end if you will but uh, so like many principles are shared but when it comes to particular details about what happened and it's especially with crucifixion process and that's why by the way uh, there is a general opinion between muslim scholars that you can uh, not celebrate but you can recognize christmas because it recognizes the birth of, of jesus but you can't recognize easter because we don't believe that the same narrative yes because we didn't believe he was killed hmm. so and I, I talk to students about this all the time what would you say has more demonstrable evidence? Like if there was an historical event, what do you think would have more historical evidence of that event's existence than any other event in history? What do you think it would be? Like written scrolls, archeological finds, anything, testimony of people, what do you think that would be? A beer reviewed chain of references of people. And that's how we got our tradition. So in Islam, when I tell you that, well, the Prophet did this and that, and you tell me, how do you know? Well, I can point you to a chain of narrators who heard it from each other. And each person in that chain is cross-examined and be reviewed for any uh, mischiefs in his young, of any misdeeds that he was known for. And that's, uh, that's how our tradition was transformed through generations. Uh, when it comes to written records and scriptures, if you will, it's a little bit subject to loss, to uh, change in meaning. Because if you, I assume as an English speaker right now, if you went back and you read something about Richard the Lionheart, who's the most famous English king, you can't because he spoke French at his time. But in our case, it's the same language has been spoken 1400 years ago and coming. That's why the oral tradition was more common than the written tradition. But if you ask me, well, what's your evidence on something that happened? I would say the nearest I could take as a hundred percent granted evidence is my own eye. If I, if I saw it, if, if, if I sense it, that would be number one. There's no That's a great point. Um, sometimes 
our senses are inherently subjective, like testimony by an individual, even under the inspiration of, let's say, the Holy Spirit, or even as a, a divine command or had some kind of impression by God, whether we're talking about a prophet or, or a holy messenger, that has to be consistent with other people's testimony and witness account. And, and here's the thing with what you mentioned earlier, there's a realm of, of scholarly work and research is called textual criticism. And so you said, hey, you believe that the Quran has more evidence based on its rich tradition in the texts and how that the scrolls have been passed on and peer reviewed. Um, it's the same language. Same language, same book. If you went to the far west of the current Muslim majority countries, if you went like from the Atlantic coast in Morocco, all the way to western sides of China, right now or India or if you went up north to the uh, to Russia wherever you go there generations and generations of Muslims has memorized recited the same exact words letter for letter so that's uh, I don't think there's a much more well-preserved document than that when you have millions and millions and millions memorize it and then teach it to someone else and cross-examination and back and forth yeah and, and what's interesting is that's actually the same way that the Jews preserved their tradition and which has a much longer history it's older, yes right? yes and many of the all of the early christians were jews they were their followers of jesus who was a jew so i know where you stand obviously you're very firm in your conviction you believe that the testimony of muhammad and subsequent prophets are are valid and had have corrected what you believe and obviously what millions of other people believe are the true accounts and true testimonies of god or allah mm -hmm. uh, as you would refer to him I think where maybe we can kind of come to a maybe a common point is if we're going to appeal to truth, because this is what the whole ministry is about, is finding truth and wisdom. Can we both agree that in our hearts, there's something that is missing that will never be filled by anything in this world? Could you agree with that? And from a materialist sense? From a materialist sense, uh, that's, uh, I, I think that's just a human nature. Like you don't need to be a person of faith to know that. Um, I got these sunglasses two days ago, right? And I couldn't be happier. And the moment you walked in, I looked at the sunglasses and yeah. said, oh, that's yeah. nice, nice pairs. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things that our prophet taught us. Like if a human being or if the son of Adam had a valley full of gold, he would wish for another one. So uh, that's just a human nature. And that's, I think, is very much non-controversial, even with people who are atheists or non-believers or other believers, because you can spend your life going for wealth and materials, but it just, it's not really enough because uh, the moment you buy that mansion you would realize oh there is there must be a bigger mansion the moment you fly first class you know when someone has a private and so on yeah it's endless like some hole in the heart that is not filled by any material gain i completely agree with that yes yeah all right if jesus his words he says i am the way the truth and life no one comes to the father except through me like he is he is claiming i don't know if muhammad has done the same but jesus has claimed not only sonship with god is part of God's triune nature, which makes sense if you're if you're holding to like a garden, you know, fall narrative, like Adam and Eve yes. fell. Yes. Uh, there needs to be a reconciliation back with the divine, with the Father. Otherwise, how do we have a guarantee that we are going to meet Him in paradise or it, or eternity? It's because it's not based on moral deeds, right? Or maybe yes. it is. You know, maybe maybe there's a certain degree. Hey, the way your heart your heart disposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, following God's law, if he had wrote it on our heart, 
if if he had put good and bad in our ability to choose between one or the other. But maybe from a from a salvation standpoint, I don't believe Muslims believe in this. I, that yes. there's a disconnect between Allah in the spirit realm or in paradise or in the the heavenly realm and humans on earth and the only medium to get there if there is a way to get there is through submission and adherence to his word right mm -hmm. now what's radical about christ and his message and if we're approaching this from the perspective of if i am seeking to know the lord from the vantage point of a deity the way that christ presents it is that god is an almighty father who wants a relationship with his children mm -hmm. and that is demonstrated by the fact that he submitted himself in the form of a human basically coming to our level living under his own word if god is pure and god is holy and just he is going to be able to operate perfectly on earth and that's sometimes radical because that doesn't make sense to us yes right so is that portrait of reconciliation back to a heavenly father i know you've heard this stuff before and i'm sure you've heard I'm this actually, before. i'm learning from right, right learning right because the thing is is that if allah mm -hmm. was worthy of our worship yeah. how does he demonstrate that to us not only in a tangible way but one that i know is consistent throughout history it's one thing to say well it's ultimately up to god right whether this person's going to meet him in paradise or whether this person lived a righteous life and we can we could cut that down does the stillborn child have peace with god does the murder on death row get to have paradise yeah. with god but i think on a personal level omar how do you have confidence and assurance that you're going to meet Allah in paradise. Would you like to know that? Well, first of all, I don't agree. I, I, I think you have a misunderstanding of our interest. Yes, yes. But before that, I want to emphasize a really important point. The worst atrocities in human history, the biggest problems, the the worst outcome ever imagined, and unfortunately, it's attributed to religion. Although I think it's people who should be blamed and that use religion for their or uh, advantage. Uh, the worst outcome I've seen is when someone tried to figure out who's going to hell and who's going to heaven. The way I look at it is, and I've shared that with many Christian friends before who came to me and asked me like, do you think I will go to heaven or not? And the way I think of it is this way. Assume you have a really important test tomorrow. Super important. Like you need this test to graduate the business of your life. How concerned you would be if your roommate is going to pass or not? Like why, why should that keep you at night? If you had any moment to spare, if you had any intellectual effort, if you had any muscle, to spare and instead of of thinking on that you should invest that time that muscle that thought and to get making sure yourself going to heaven now when i read our holy book and i don't have the talent and the knowledge to know okay what does this exactly mean what's the context where this was revealed but in many places in our holy book i would read that like well if you didn't believe in god all of your gains are worthless or if you were not a muslim might not be as worthy as you think you are they are However, in different places, I would read anyone who believes in God and do and do well in this life, you shouldn't be afraid of what's going to happen to him or for that God wouldn't throw away all the good efforts. Or, so like I've came across both meanings and I've heard both arguments for so many people to avoid that like you know what that's as far as the question who gets to heaven who gets to hell and it's it's even there is debate like even okay like oh, some people say only Muslims go to heaven. And some people would say, well, maybe Muslims and the pre-Islam Christians and Jews. And maybe anyone who believed in a one true God almighty with no partners, no associates and no family. Uh, some people would say, well, if you are a Muslim, but not a very good Muslim, you might spend some time away from heaven. 
before you get there. So, and again, no one should be invested time in that. Because if you had any energy to do anything, to think about anything, you might as well spend it in what you think is the right way and get you there. Now, with that being said, our vision, it's not that God is not merciful enough to let us all in heaven. We truly believe that God has more mercy to his servant or to his slave mm. than a mother would have for her child. And most of the people who admit to heaven, we might not part there on merit, again, because regardless of how hard we try. Like if you count all your good deeds from the, the day you were born until now, and you put that on a scale, on the opposite side of the scale, you put just like the gift that you were given just being able to see or just being able to walk. I don't think whatever good deed you did is worthy of that. It's his mercy that's going to eventually get us to, to heaven. I want to take this moment to thank all the faithful listeners who have been with this podcast from the beginning. It wasn't until recently where I discovered that the donation platform on the website wasn't actually set up correctly. And I want to encourage you guys, please consider contributing a financial gift to this ministry, which is directly going to support students at the college campus. Whether it's buying them books or taking them out to lunch, these are going to be some of the same future lawmakers, professionals, or even parents with the truth and a worldview, hopefully grounded and seated with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you want more information, please go to the website at four, that is the number four campus.org slash give and consider being a partner today. Now let's get back to our guest. So much of it goes down to bloodlines and ethnicity and, and who has the right scrolls and the right teachings. Like was Abraham a Jew? That's a good point. It's actually that question is specifically mentioned in the Quran. Yes, because he was a nomad to some extent because he had to leave where he was living. They basically, they kicked him out. They, they refused to believe in him. We knew the Jews would say, oh, he was Jewish. Right. Moses has took the Israeli people who are the descendant of Joseph and Jacob. Well, Jacob is the grandson of Abraham. So if you try to crunch the number together, the prophet of the Jews is the descendant of the grandson of Abraham. So you're talking about at least three or four generations, five generations. The, the word says he's the father of many nations, though, because so it's not a matter of ethnicity. It's a matter of faith, yes, right? Yes. The word says in Romans, and Paul talks about that we're children of Abraham, right? Like yes. children of faith, not children of blood. And this was a big dispute that, that was going on even during the early times of the church where you had Orthodox priests basically saying, yeah. well, you know, uh, it's it's about you need to get circumcised because it's, it's a religious mm -hmm. observance and you need to be of a tribe. Well, that's not what Christ had said. That's not how Paul, one of the leading Pharisees of that sect, was. he was correcting a lot of these longstanding traditions, which here's where I think a lot of disconnect happens in the, in the faith mm -hmm. or in the conversations that we have today. It's on a heart level, we're still exactly where we were 6,000 years ago. Nothing's changed there. Sin had entered the world. I believe uh, Muslims believe in sin. Uh, sin is missing the mark, right? You're not following in God's holy ways and the way he laid out, prescribed how we're supposed to live, whether we're talking about the Ten Commandments. Let's just say, hey, you shall have no other gods but the Lord, right? You shall not make yourself into a God or make things of the world into gods because they're made. You can't make a God higher than the Lord. You can't, you can't equal the creator and the creatures. That's what we say. Yes. Right. And that's just logical. I don't understand why we have to have that conversation still in 2021. You can't create an artificial intelligence. And shameless plug, I did a two-part episode on this with one of the students here. But you can't say that's living because a human with our own finite capabilities have created something and have called it intelligent. And the problem is, is that even if that intelligence was going to self-ascend, it's going to realize its creators were flawed. And I'll give you a perfect example. I cannot recreate 
the planet, the cosmos, DNA. I can't do it. I'm not that smart. Human beings are not that smart. If we know that at our fundamental base nature, that we cannot achieve what God himself can achieve, omnipresence, knowing all things, right? Omniscience, uh, being... Justice and fairness. Ah, yeah, that's that's big emphasis in Islam, by the way. That's something very much overlooked by non-Muslims when they think about Muslims. We very much cherish justice and fairness. And you, you, you are entitled to do others as they do to you. But if you want to be rewarded, then you should do them better than they do to you. Mm. But mm. Uh, that's an uh, aspect of Islam that is not... Very, because the people who would anti-Islam, if you will, ah. will, will, will focus on the radicalism or the harsh punishment or uh, the hellfire and all kind of punishments. But uh, pro-Muslims would emphasize on the uh, mercy and loveness and humbleness. But uh, the big theme that I always see Muslims and non-Muslims in general conversation miss is justice and fairness. I know the, the Christian teaching, I don't know if that's literally what it says, but turn the other cheek policy yeah. or turn the other cheek concept. Yeah. In Islam, no. In Islam, like, slap who slapped you? Mm. Get by, Yeah, fairness. Right. Fairness, right. yeah. How about, how about this? And the justice piece is really important. We could probably unpack that for days because yes. that's a big issue. But uh, the heart is wicked and deceitful. Who can know its ways but God, right? Like the depths of the human heart are like deep caverns. But a man of understanding can draw them out. Understanding by what standard. And this is what every single time we get in conversations about faith or religion or heaven and hell and salvation. Yes. By the way, we got resources on the website if you want to take a look at those. Might inform you on. Take a, I'm going to go back to this point because I thought it was really interesting how when I mentioned the relationship between the father and the children, us as, as God's children, you had never heard it like that before. How does that, for, how does that sit with you? So the thing is, we know what Christians believe in general. Of course, Christians themselves, there's a different sex and different, but the general idea, we know it because it mentioned in our Holy Book, like, mentioned as a warning, like, be careful because you you might get uh, be, be careful those Christians because they might tell you that you're loved by a holy God right no no not, not exactly no <laughs> not exactly like that yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like don't take your faith for granted right. for like people before you thought they knew it all and they got so wow. yes so like that's that's the warning so yeah <laughs> people before you thought that, oh yeah that's yeah we're good and then they start making all this and I'm yeah. sorry but all this like uh, Unsensible claims that how a, a god with no associates, no partners, would have a son and uh, so that and a family. So that's the kind of warning. Like you, you might think yourself you got the truth, but that overconfidence could drive you astray. Thank you. This is where we we touched about we touched on this a little bit, but those claims cannot just be made without any type of evidence, any type of yes. testimony, or even just like historical find like they find houses of worship they find joseph in mary's home they find these historical places so we know that these people existed so is it really a matter of faith a, yeah. bit, a lot of context when it comes to historical narrative believe me I'm, i have zero interest in debating who's right it's okay but you think you know about what happened sure. because there is someone who saw it and tell it to someone and tell it to someone, tell it to someone until it reached us however with whatever happened on that uh, Easter uh, sure. Sunday, no one was there 
to move that narrative. So that's 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 he, someone living here in the 21st century think as a problematic about the story and the biography of our prophet. Well, yes, let me argue with that, and I can provide you the context. Sure, sure, sure. But you have to admit that the religion and the tradition and the sayings and the word of God, as we believe it, is well documented enough that you, 20, uh, 14 centuries later, heard about it. And if you ask me what I believe in the deepest of my heart, right. I would say that tomb is empty. Because, mm. but again, for different reasons. I, I, I believe... Stolen or something. No, 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 I, no, no, I believe it was empty because he never made it to the tomb. Ah. Again, he ascended to heaven. But you could believe that because you don't believe that he was the son of God. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to say, again, any effort, and here's the thing, in our day and time right now, the life we're living in, the society that the Western culture has became to, and how that's going to influence other cultures, including mine. I think we should be, all of us, people of religion, we should be alarmed. I think any effort in convincing each other right now is is futile, or. In, with all due respects, like immature, because the danger that's coming is coming to all of us. I think that's a point that that's that's what real that's that's something I learned here in the last seven years here in the U.S. Here is what like you hear Muslims saying, "Oh, the our religion is the fastest growing religion in the world," which might be true. Yeah. But the question is, what's the fastest growing belief in the U.S. and unfortunately is atheism. Yeah. So if we don't all get together yeah. and find a way yeah. to protect our cultures, our yeah. gender, because that's a really good point because atheists because, do not care. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And, and there's yes. Efforts. Actually, it's a, there's another thing that's growing alongside that. It's called um, uh, universalism or pantheism, which that's, is yes. or plural, plural pluralism, which is cancel culture, which is that, you know all the all different the, yeah, topic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's dignity of human life and everything else. Yeah. So yes. so like, but if if we instead focus on what in the small little causes that can get us together yeah. to uh, like, and there's so much in common we can fight for. Yeah. And instead of me like if. Me and you sitting here on this Saturday afternoon arguing, was Jesus a God or not? Yeah, the people that are going to hear this conversation are going to be people, mostly college age and above, people that they're going to be kind of firming their beliefs now or probably never. Dude, we live in a world where people in this country have never even heard of this. Yeah. They might have heard stories, but they've never heard the nitty gritty. Yeah. But I 100% agree, Omar. I think the problem is we get so bogged down into the yeah. the details, uh, who got the right history. And you know, Jesus, like he went to the Samaritans. Uh, the Samaritans were a population of people that had history with mixed ethnicity. Yeah. And he settled this with the Samaritan woman at the well. Oh, you're, well, you know, our, our forefathers believed that we worshiped on this mountain mm -hmm. and the Jews believe that they have the history, right? Well, you know, Jesus is basically saying the kingdom of God has come to you now. It's not always about, and it's important because he may, he clarifies like, yes, the Jews do have the law, but the point is, is that salvation in faith, it has nothing to do with your background. It has nothing to do yes. with what ethnicity yes. you have. Yes. Someone's going to, yes. someone's going to be won over to your faith by how you serve them and how you love them i think you you mentioned it earlier and as a closing comment um i would just say if you had to share something whether they're christians or atheists or muslims or men women anybody what would you want to say resources uh wisdom maybe something from the the, the quran something that has stuck with you uh and maybe even to college students because yeah. this is geared for college students what would you have to say omar well i'm not quoting anyone it's just an idea i have is I would wish for everyone just to be humble, not just physically, but also intellectually.
I mean, especially if you're a college student. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure when you were talking high school classes and you said, let's say you took calculus one, for example, you would think to yourself, oh my God, I just like, okay, I know everything right now. Don't let that get into your head because I'm pretty sure when you took the calculus two, you found out that I know I don't know enough. And huh. don't, yes, don't think if you knew the uh, Newton first and second and all laws of gravity uh, of, uh, of movement that, yeah, I know how the, uh, uh, yes, regardless of how much education you have, don't allow yourself to believe, yeah, I know how the universe works because you don't. Just have some, uh, just be humble with your ability to intellectualize how the universe works. Yes. Well, uh, thank you for your time. And, um, you know, obviously we'll connect and I'll give you the information for the thing. And I uh, really appreciate your time. Awesome. It was really nice to meet you. Thank you again for listening to another installment of Solomon's Knot Podcast, an extension of forcampus.org and its related partners. For more information, please go to the website or make sure to follow us on any of your podcasting platforms. Also, I'm excited to announce the recent partnership that forcampus.org has with miraclesandatheists.com. Check us out on YouTube Live or our Facebook channel for raw conversations and deeper dives on these questions that are addressing issues both in the culture and on college campuses. If you're in the local Raleigh-Durham area, you can go to the NC State Fairgrounds on the first Saturday of every month for a live debate and discussion between Christians or atheists or people of diverse worldviews. Thank you again for your participation and faithful viewership for this ministry. Until next time, 